This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Samsung held their annual Galaxy Unpacked event yesterday, showing off some new smartphones with brand new tech on board. Mark Aflalo can tell you more about it. Mark is the co-host of Access Tech Live. Hey, good morning, Mark. Morning, Dave. How are we? Mark, I'm great. I feel like you and I sort of ride this uh, carousel every single event. Uh, <laughs> I, I sort of read a little intro. I say something happened yesterday, and then I always start with this question. So what's new? Well, Dave, yesterday, Samsung, as you said, held a major event. They actually did this in grand style. They took over uh, SAP Center in San Jose uh, and, and invited everybody except for me. Uh, that's okay. It's okay. I'm not I'm I'm okay with it, Dave. Okay. Um, S24, <laughs> S24 Plus, S24 Ultra, brand new phones, same look and feel as last time. Uh, blah 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 blah. They're available to pre-order now. You can get them in a month. They yeah. start at so, some, some 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 are some are bigger, some are smaller, some have a little exactly. more processing power. Blah blah blah. Yeah, so this is why I go blah, 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 because honestly, I uh, I think that now at this point, when we come to smartphones, the battle isn't hardware anymore. Everybody has this nice thin, thin slate with a piece of glass in the front and a touchscreen. Some might have bigger screens, smaller screens. That's great. Software is really making a big difference between these devices. And yesterday, Samsung pulled what I think probably a good like mile or two ahead of everybody else out there. And simply by their creative and just logical use of AI throughout the entire operating system. And when I say throughout, I'm going to give you the perfect example. And this is actually a Google feature that will come to other Google Android devices called Circle to Search. This is so cool, Dave, and it just so it just makes so much sense. Imagine you're on a screen, you're looking at a picture of Marco Flalo in a beautiful, nice dress. I'm wearing a pair of white sunglasses, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm holding an orange purse. I look lovely, okay? Okay, all right. And, That's uh, a real image you and, painted and, there. I know, I try. Um, and you, you look, oh, you love my sunglasses. You're trying to figure out, oh, where did he get that? Oh, All you do is you press and hold the home button, if there's a home button or a virtual button, and you can instantly just circle, scribble, highlight anything on the screen, and it instantaneously does a search for that visual element and returns results from Google search. So wow. if it's a pair of sunglasses, it'll show you what sunglasses they are. Now this is, it, it's, it's a kind of combo of an old feature, which is Google Lens, which let you kind of throw in any picture and try to find a match for it. But it's, it's taking it to a whole new perspective using AI that's now built into the processors on board these devices and making it just fluid throughout the entire operating system. So no matter what app you're in, third-party app, Google app, no matter what it is, you want to find something visually. You want, you just literally highlight it and it just goes. It works with text as well. Image, it, it is just such a logical use case for AI that I don't think Apple is going to be able to replicate, at least not 
a complete ripoff because this is you know tied to Google AI and to yeah. Snapdragon processors. Yeah, and it it's probably patented. <laughs> well, Mark, that goes back a little bit to what you were exploring last week in regards to the Rabbit uh, AI piece of technology yeah. that was that was really about frictionless, right? It's taking steps. That's the word. Out, it's Thank like, you. It's like taking steps out of the process, right? If it's simply yeah. a matter of oh, that's an awesome pair of sunglasses and you circle the sunglasses and then let somebody else do the work for you rather than, okay, take note of that, maybe grab a screenshot, okay, maybe send that out to a couple people, maybe pop into the Google search, sort of try to type in a description of the sunglasses. It's just taking out unnecessary steps in the process. Yeah, and it's giving you a tool, you know, a use of AI in a way that's not what we traditionally associate with it these days, which is the whole chat GPT thing. Yeah. And just just naturally just kind of just throwing it in there. Another example is obviously their AI keyboard, which as you type, no matter what app you're in again, it'll rec it'll ask you what kind of tone you want to write it in and it'll make suggestions as you go. Oh no, again, I don't like just that. Well, well, okay, but fine. If you don't like that, let's put that one aside. How about the voice recorder app? Okay? <laughs> no, no, Mark, I, Mark, Mark, I didn't mean to cut you off. Please, because there, there are people that are going to like that. I just take no, personal pride in how I text. You just ruined it for everybody okay. watching now, okay? <laughs> Yeah, on it. Okay, so it, it'll recognize and ask you what kind of tone you want to write, whatever it is you're writing, whether it's a text message or an email, and it'll make suggestions along the way. I actually, I was trying something similar out yesterday in Outlook because Microsoft Copilot has a very similar feature, and it, and it said, your tone's a little bit aggressive. You may want to change this <laughs> sentence. And funny enough, it was it was too Samsung about getting devices. So, um, you know, these kind of things are actually helpful in, in, in certain cases. So here's another example, uh, voice recorder app, okay? We all know what a voice recorder app is. It's great for taking notes. Some people use it. Some people don't. Um, what it's doing now is it's actually able to detect different speakers. So it can actually, when you're done recording a voice note, whether it's a conversation, let's say it's uh, you're recording a lecture and a teacher's there or you're just an interview, for example, with someone, uh, whether you're a doctor and a patient, it will actually be able to decipher that there are multiple people involved and actually say speaker one, speaker two, and actually you know uh, associate it with the right speaker. Oh, wow. Um, and then when you're done, you hit stop, it's going to instantly transcribe everything for you and can instantly create a summary for you as well. Without even asking, you can turn the features on or off. Oh, wow. But again, frictionless, quick things that will definitely help you as you go along your merry way. Same thing in notes. Notes can do the same thing. It'll be able to summarize thing, things, turn things into bullet points. On on the Galaxy devices, you know, you've got the S Pen, so people can scribble notes. Well, it's it's done an incredible job at OCR, optical character recognition, and turning the written word, although I don't think it'll work on my handwriting, uh, into actual text. But it can do bullet points and decipher exactly what you're doing, and even voice notes as well. So that's, I mean... As you said, I love the word frictionless uses of AI. <laughs> well, it's your word. Um, it's your word that I'm. It's your word that I'm that I'm stealing. So, so well, therefore, trust me. Watch Access Tech Live later on. <laughs> <and use it laughs> well, that's why. You see, this is why you and I are a great team. You know, we put our brains together. A couple Montrealers cutting it up. Yeah. Uh, Mark, to to give you a sense of the kind of buzz this unveil got yesterday. Noted Apple fanboy, Bruce Baclarian, technical producer, oh. tech, visual technical producer on this show, loves Apple, despises everything else outside the Apple universe, just got, just got in my ear and said, I would buy one of these phones. Okay, so, so wait, you know what, Bruce? I got another one for you, okay? You are making a phone call. You're in a foreign land. You want to make a reservation. You're in France, let's say. Or let's not use France. Let's say you're in Japan, okay? You want to make a reservation somewhere. Go into settings in Android, download the Japanese language pack or whatever language you want, 
Okay, before you go, you can do it. Instantly on a phone call in real time, you can turn on translation and the person on the other end will hear you in their native language and you'll hear their translated voice in your native language. What? Yes, and you can you can actually turn off the original sound so you don't even hear the person's real voice so it confuses you. You'll just hear an AI voice translating exactly what they're saying into your language and you can reply <laughs> in your natural. This is the Star Trek Universal Communicator, like Universal Translator, just right there. It's right there baked into it. All thanks to AI on board. And it goes a little bit further because it also gives you the written word on the screen as well. Wow. So imagine the accessibility applications here for deaf and hard of hearing. Wow. Wow. Instant translations and communication right there. Again, making things frictionless, not only on the device, but using your device to make the real world frictionless. Mark, I'm naturally resistant. By the way, I wish there was a camera in our control room because apparently apparently, there's a lot of joy going on right now in that control room. I've got one room. more. I've, hit me with it. Okay, so in the Photos app, and this is kind of the logical one, but uh, the Photos app now lets you edit edit the heck out of any photo you take. Obviously, you can adjust the background blur. You can select what things going to be in the foreground, what things are going to be in the background intelligently. But now you can actually, for example, let's say someone's shooting a you know a hoop shooting hoops, and they're they're you get a nice capture of their jump shot, but you you don't like the the composition of the photo. Tap the person, it highlights them, it cuts them out of the image, move them, I don't know, an inch to the right. Not only will it, it seamlessly move the person in the photo, but it will intelligently fill in the background <laughs> with something that makes it look so seamless that that picture never existed in the first place. So, I mean, these are all really smart use cases, and I think we're just scraping the surface. And Samsung has done a brilliant job here at integrating these in a way that just makes sense and will actually help people and set them apart from everybody else who's, who's building features like this. Mark, this is one of the challenges that I've laid out to people whenever they want to bring an AI story to the table. Tell me how this AI is actually going to create change in my life, like yeah. not as some arbitrary concept. What you just did there was the layout of why AI matters. And I think that's something that our industry needs to keep mind of that how does this practically impact people rather than an abstract concept so like well done by samsung and well done yeah. by you so now that you've made the sales pitch let's get <laughs> to the pricing let's say bruce beclarian wants to spend his hard-earned money what are the price points I'm sure if he wants to trade in that iPhone, he'll save a lot of money. Uh, S24, the base starts at 1099. Uh, S24. That's plus, actually that's is, actually like 1099. Oh, is that U.S. or Canadian? No, it's Canadian. That's Canadian. Wow, that's actually not that's this actually not Canadian too that's show, actually right? that's actually not too bad. 1099 for a brand new flagship phone. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Uh, S24 plus. Again, the minor differences are like camera resolution and screen sizes. Uh, S24 plus starts at 1399, and and the big bad boy, the Ultra S24 Ultra, which is a new titanium finish and a, a flatter screen. They've gotten rid of the curved edges on the screens. It's now just flat, um, and that's that's 1799. Um, you know, the biggest challenge here, I think, is going to be how do we convince uh, ourselves, us iPhone users. How do we make sense and logical sense of carrying two phones? Yeah, the universe, like, the, yeah, the, the the universe jumping. No, no, like, like that, like that's a real thing, right? As someone who's part of the Android universe, I it yeah. makes it very easy to stay in the non-Apple world. So, how does some, how do you actually get someone to jump when they're comfortable with what they've got? But the features you talk about definitely uh, are there. Well, I know, listen, I know the, the real answer to that, and that is take their iPhone, throw it down in the water when you're about five hundred miles away and you can't get a new one. <laughs> 
that all you have is a S24 Ultra waiting for you. Is that Give a, it two days, you'll be used to it. Is that, autobi- is that autobiographical from your Florida trip? Did That's how just... I switched from a BlackBerry to an iPhone. <laughs> I had no choice. My, ah. my BlackBerry died. I was somewhere where I couldn't get a new one, and I had an iPhone that I was playing with. I'm like, oh, let me try uh, this thing. I guess this is, my, prim- this is my primary phone now. Uh, Mark, yep. one thought here on the way out the door. One of the trends that came out of CES, according to a couple different major publications, is the explosion of the smart rings, the health tracker rings. And yeah. you talked about one a little bit last week, but Samsung is in the game as well with their own Galaxy Ring. Yeah, I mean, and we don't really know much about it. We know that when they led up to the tease of it, they just said introducing the Galaxy Ring. They talked a lot about health tracking, sleep apnea tracking, and all the blood oxygen sensors and stuff. So I, I don't expect this to be any different than any of the other rings that are out there, whether it's the you know the, the female-driven one or the Aura Ring. They all just serve as these devices that are just meant there for body you know health tracking. And I, I can't imagine that the Samsung one's going to be that much different other than the fact that they'll they'll work it into the operating system and, and their own health and fitness tracking. We really don't know anything about it. That was their big tease at the end. Okay. It, you know, so we'll find out soon. That'll be that'll probably be in the next couple of months. All right, okay, fantastic. Hey, Mark, thank you for this. Have a great show today at noon Eastern. Thanks, Dave. That is Mark Aflalo, frictionless. Mark Aflalo talking to you from Montreal. Mark is the host of Access Tech Live. You can find that show Thursdays, noon Eastern time on AMI-tv. You can find The Pulse on AMI-audio on the weekends. The Pulse is kicking off a three-part series on accessible fashion. Joita Gupta told you all about that on Monday. So weekends, 2 p.m. Eastern time on AMI-audio. And, of course, on all of your favorite podcasting platforms coming up next poor things is a fantasy dark comedy starring emma stone michael mcneely will share his film review but first here is the parasport update with greg westlake hello and welcome back to the parasport update produced in collaboration with the canadian paralympic committee i'm greg westlake We start on the roads of Adelaide, Australia, at the first round of the 2024 UCI Paracycling Road World Cup. The event kicked off with the time trial races, and Canada did not disappoint. Alex Hayward continued his dominance, capturing gold in the men's C3 class. Shelley Gauthier captured the silver in the women's T1 race, while Nate Clement battled to bronze in the men's T1. Hand cyclist Charles Moreau had a strong showing as well, securing a bronze of his own in the men's H3 time trial. The World Cup in Adelaide wraps later in the week, so we'll have the rest of the results for you on next week's edition of the show. Moving from the blacktop to the ice, Hockey Canada is holding the second edition of Canada's National Para Development League this week in Oakville, Ontario. 31 players from across the country, including five members of Canada's National Women's Para Hockey Team, hit the ice for training sessions and three intra-squad games from the 15th to the 17th. The Para Development League is an effort by Hockey Canada to create more competitive opportunities for para hockey athletes throughout the season and provide an opportunity for next-gen athletes to gain experience alongside national team members. And that's our time for this edition of the Parasport Update, presented by AMI-audio. Check back next week for more news from the world of adaptive sports. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.